You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Sunday, um, I'm going to start a brand new series called Main Things. And um, you really need to be here for this. Um, How shall I say this? Some of this is just fresh off the griddle. I mean, this is some things the Lord is really impressing and posing on my heart. And um, so we're going to be sharing about main things. I don't want to give all that away yet, but you'll want to be here um, because we're going to dig into the main things. Sometimes we get into all the other things in our life and in ministry and everything else. And and the main things are just, well, there's a reason why they're the main things. And so you want to be with us for that. Um, Next Wednesday night, um, I will be at school. Um, As many of you know, I'm working on a, a... uh, master's program. And so I have to be in residence one week every month. And so I'll be down in Lakeland, Southeastern university next week, um, during the week, Monday through Friday. And so next Wednesday night, we are having church and my wife, Alicia will be teaching next Wednesday. So you'll, you will want to be here for that. And, uh, you will, you will enjoy that. And then I just wanted to brag on Jesus to, uh, today is what February the 9th. And so far in 2011, we've had 142 decisions in the altar for Jesus. Will you give praise to God for that? Thank you, Lord. All right, we're going to dig in tonight on real life. We spent the last um, number of weeks talking about worry and uh, anxiety and fear. Um, We have all of that archived. It's on podcasts. If you have an iPhone, there's an iPhone app. That is free. It is so cool too because you can you can just download it quick, free, easy, and then you can just click and the messages are right there. I mean they're just right there and boom and, and you can listen. I listen to myself. Don't worry, I don't have a problem with wasn't I good? It's it's not that at all. I hate listening to myself, but I listen to myself to critique myself, to remind myself, because you need to know this, okay? You need to know this. Only a portion of what comes out in this in in the messages are actually from my study and are on my notes. A lot of this comes out by unction and by the moment of the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes I'll just act like I've been studying on that for six weeks, but it's like it's like oh, I gotta go hear that, you know. And um, so it is a thrill being the the delivery boy. But there's so many ways that you can back go back and review these messages and. Um, um, they're online. Um, there's a delay then they'll be on TV. Eventually, um, they're archived. They go out live stream. We have CDs. There's podcasts. It's on the iPod app. We have study guides. We have the echo. So those are all written forms. So, I mean, there's all different ways because we feel we're to steward the message that God would give us, not just teach it. Boom. There it's gone. Um, there are numerous ways that we're getting that out to you. And, uh, so please avail yourself to that. The reason for this series, real life, we're trying to help you. And this is almost like biblical counseling. These are almost like counseling issues and the, the power of light depends on its focus. And, and the more focused it is, the more powerful it is. So what we're doing is taking the light of scripture. We're focusing it in on, on issues. And so we just finished, as I said, anxiety and worry and fear. And so it's to help you, but then it's also to help you to help other people. Do you, you do realize you're to help other people and this is to equip you. And in many cases, uh, as Paul said, it's to comfort others 
with the comfort that you yourself have been comforted with by God. So it's how God helps you through something. Then you're able to help other people to get through those things. Y'all here for that? And that's, that's important because if you think that this whole Christian walk and God working in your life, and I'll, I'll get on this a little bit on Sunday, it's just so you can become a better Christian. If you think that's the limit, you think that's the end of that. You're, you're sadly confused. Um, he saved you, but he left you here. And as I like to say, that was not a transportation glitch. He left you here for a purpose, on purpose, and, and um, we won't get into all that tonight, but you're to be a help. You're to be helped, and then you're to help other people. Tonight, I want to move on and begin talking about forgiveness, and then over, over the course of the next few weeks, we'll talk about a number of aspects of forgiveness and then also guilt. And I know that none of you have ever had to forgive anybody. No one's ever hurt your feelings or anything, and none of you have ever done anything wrong that you would have to deal with guilt, but you might have a friend. Okay, so um, we want to talk about this and specifically tonight. I want to talk about and this this is probably the harder part of it. Forgiving others, forgiving others. Now, we love to just pack that down and just stay mad. We, we just like to, you know, they did me wrong, buddy, they're going to get theirs. And we tend to justify it because it was real deal. It hurt. Come on, y'all with me. Bob, your head to do something here. Now, I do not want a church of head bobbers, though. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and it's, it's funny for me almost at times because whenever I move over toward an area and I start talking and making eye contact, heads start bobbing, you know. So, but you don't want to just be, you know, head bobber, whatever. I understand that. And that is some body language and that I understand how that really, really works. But, um, I was just looking for a sign of life. That's all I was looking for there. But uh, the Bible has a lot to say about forgiving others. And let me go ahead and say this too. This creates such problems in people's lives when you have unforgiveness. When you don't forgive other people. And we justify a lot of reasons why we don't forgive them. Why we don't have to or why we'll we'll get to it later. And, um, And we really have to stick with Bible. We've got to get the light of scripture in on this. Um, now when Jesus in Luke 17, five, we won't turn there right now, but he's talking to them about forgiveness. Here's, here's the, the disciples response. He's talking about forgiving people. And here's what they said. Increase our faith. (laughs) It's like, you've got to help us. And I'm going to tell you this at the beginning. I'll tell you this at the end. He will help you. Why will he help you? Because you will need it. You'll need it because these are, these are real issues here. Now, in Ephesians 4.26, it says this, be angry and do not sin. Now, that's not a command, you know, to be angry, but you're going to get angry about some things. But the Bible says, make sure that you do not sin. And then it says this, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Essentially, it's saying this, you need to forgive by bedtime. You need to forgive by bedtime. How many of you have missed that deadline before? Okay. And, um, how many of you not slept in decades? You know, (laughs) I'm not going to disobey scripture, but, um, you need to, the point really is this, and it's not, I got 15 minutes to stew on this, you know, and then I'll I'll forgive him because I have to No, it's really not that God is resetting things all the time, just all the time, you know, and you've got night and day and you've got 
you've got a fresh morning. His mercies are new every morning. He does not want you to clog and pollute that whole system. And plus the detriment that it brings to you when you carry those things. You will wake up with with an emotional hangover. Husbands and wives, you know this. If you go to bed mad at each other, if you go to bed mad, and I won't ask who's done that, but I see a lot of guilty faces here. We've all done that. And, and it's always this, if they would don't, if they, it's always them. Or we've painted ourselves in such a corner with our words and actions. It's like, you know, it's just hard to humble ourselves at that point. And we know we're wrong by now, you know, or whatever it would be. And sometimes we feel like there's just no way out of it. And there's some other tools for that that we'll look on later. We're going to learn how to fight fair and, and a number of things. But regarding... Um, forgiveness. So you've just, you've, you've got to let this go. Anger hurts you. Psalm 37 talks about, um, how wrath is so poisonous and how it hurts you and defiles you. And we'll, we'll look at that. Hebrews talks about that bitterness. You've got to be careful lest the root of bitterness. What's, what's a root compared to a tree? And it's actually just the beginnings of this. It's something little. And if you don't forgive, then a root begins to spring, spring up. When I was little, uh, I remember, I collected a whole bunch of acorns and I put them in a Folgers coffee can. Did anybody ever do that? And I don't know why I did it. You know, it had no view, uh, value, but I thought that's kind of cool. But I remember that I kept them for a few days. And then one night I could hear something like chewing at night. And it was like worms or whatever that were in there. And my mom said, you need to get these. What do you have in this can? I said, because I always had different things in cans. You know? <laughs> Sometimes locusts, you know, uh, I found some ring neck snakes, you know, different things. I, I'm a boy. Okay. And so brought these things home and they're better near my bed than, than somewhere else. But, um, she goes, get this out of here. So when, and they've been there just a few days. And when I picked them up, they were all, you know, kind of perfect acorn shaped. And just in this short time, they had these little, uh, pale green little roots starting to come out of them. Just in short amount of time. And it does not take any time at all for you to stay in unforgiveness for a root of bitterness to start to spring up. And Hebrews tells us, and let me read this verse here for you. Hebrews 12 verse 15. It says, look, looking carefully, lest anyone say that could be me. Lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness, watch this, springing up, cause not blessing, but cause what? cause trouble. And by this many, say many, many many become defiled, literally in the Greek poisoned. And so we've got to, you've got to forgive and you've got to forgive quickly, easier said than done. That's why we're going to look at some things here tonight. We, uh, let me tell you a couple of things. Forgiveness is not, first of all, forgiveness is not, um, it's not saying that the wrong that was done is now acceptable. Forgiveness is also uh, does not diminish the wrong and forgiveness does not deny that what what went wrong happened. It doesn't deny that that ever happened. That has nothing to do with forgiveness. We tend to view forgiveness and we're hesitant to forgive. One of the reasons we're hesitant to forgive is we view if if I forgive somebody, I'm giving them something. And why would you want to give something to somebody who's already taken from you? 
So whether or not we articulate that all out, we do think that way. Why would I want to give something to somebody? A break, forgiveness, whatever, favor. Why would I want to give something to somebody who took from me? So we're hesitant to forgive. But the reality is forgiveness is a gift. But it's for you. It's for you. Everybody say, it's for me. And it will benefit you. It's designed to help you. Forgiveness, we forgive other people, but this is a reality. We actually are giving ourselves something. And it will benefit you. Bob your head again, do something. I need to know you're here. Okay. Here's just one of the benefits. It's cheaper to dump it than to transport it. Okay. I mean, you start to get this load of what people have done to you. It's cheaper to dump it than it is to transport it. And there's just the benefit of cutting yourself free from that. Now, Matthew 18, verse 21, and this is from today's English version. How many of you know there's more than one version? Okay, let me take just a moment, comment on this, because I had somebody a couple weeks ago ask me about this at the door. And, and um, they said, why don't y'all read out of the King James Bible? And I want to say, why you talk that way? But I, but I didn't. Um, King James Bible, edited, translated, 1611. Any of y'all remember that one? How many of you know a few things have changed since then? Okay. And... It's the King's English. It's old English. It's hard for us to pronounce. And we don't know what a lot of the words mean. There has been scholarly work done. More scholarly than actually the original King James. They've been able to dig in. I, the main version I read from is the new King James. So it took out some of the these and the thous and the waxeth. Waxeth is in there. And how many of you know what waxeth means? It means becometh. You know, after a while, this is, you see? And so there are, there are numerous, Pastor John read a verse, opened up the service with the Amplified Bible. It's the result of a lot of scholarly Work New King James, very scholarly. And by scholarly, I mean accurate and, and holds to the original translations. Um, there are a number of paraphrases that I enjoy. I, I enjoy the, the New Living Bible. I enjoy the Message Bible. And I, I love, uh, you know, numerous different ones. And I have access to a whole bunch of them. And sometimes by reading different different ones. It kind of gives you a little different view on this. So I don't want you to feel alarmed. It's like, well, which Bible's the Bible? It's the Bible, but we just have the wealth of, of resources that help us to look at things in just a little, little different way. Same truths. Now there are some that, you know, there's some debate about, you know, this got translated this way and this got translated that way. And, um, you know, we'll probably always have that because there's humans involved. Okay. But there's some things that are undeniable as far as what a word means and translations and so forth. And so uh, I will tell you when it's a paraphrase 
And I will always tell you what version or translation that we're, we're using. So we're using the TEV, which is today's English version. It is also very scholarly, but listen to the name of it. Today's English version. So what would their goal be? English. And what else, Pastor Ron? Today. Kind of today to make it a little more today. Now, here's the thing about today. Soon today is what? Yesterday. You know, and so there's there's constant work on that. There's there's even work, and don't let this offend you. I mean, this you should actually rejoice in that. There's even some urban and hip hop kind of uh, translations that are that are are being worked in different places. And you go, well, that is just no, because we've got to get the word to people. You know, and if if we're talking in one language, it, it'd be the same thing as going to Ubekistan. I mean, you know, that's a real country going to Uzbekistan and trying to talk to them. Why don't y'all use King James? You know, there's going to be a disconnect. Okay. So I said all that Matthew 18, 21 in today's English version, Jesus is teaching them. And it says, and then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, If my brother keeps on sinning against me, how many times before I can slug him? No, no, that would be very contemporary. Uh, How many times do I have to forgive him? And look at, look at big Peter here. He says seven times. And he felt as if he were being generous. Actually, Peter's question revealed that Peter does not understand forgiveness at this point. He does not understand forgiveness. Later he will. Um, but we can learn from this. Peter's questions show that he just didn't understand forgiveness. Let, let me try to illustrate this a little bit. He is saying, and this is the way we think most of the time, that when we're done wrong, somebody did something to me, somebody took something from me, somebody hurt me, they took something. And so we want to be able to say, you owe me. I will get even. Have you ever said that? Thought that? We've said that to people. You owe me. Why do they owe you? Because they took, they hurt some. Or you say, I will get even. So what we're after, we think when we are done wrong, that there has to be some kind of transaction. This is what we want. We want some kind of transaction that's going to transfer something back to balance out the situation for the victim. So this is never going to be right until you pay me back. This is never going to be right until you give me an apology. This is never going to be right until there's some form of restitution. It's never going to be balanced, never going to be right. And you know what? You're right. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Even if they did apologize... That's really, it has nothing to do with forgiveness. It has to do with reconciliation. They're two different things. Forgiveness can happen just with one person. And sometimes we confuse the process of reconciliation with forgiveness. And we're waiting on them to reconcile with us. And in the meantime, we're tormented. Y'all with me? Am I, am I on your street here? So. It's not a matter of waiting for reconciliation. It's a matter of I will be proactive. You will be proactive. We're going to do the God thing, the Bible thing, the right thing. And we are going to forgive. Now, I hope you understand this whole thing. And, I, and, and this is important because this is the way we think. 
It's flawed, but it's the way we think. Here's the scales. They took something from me. They hurt me. It's out of balance now. We need some kind of transaction. We've got to have some kind of transaction here to balance. You owe me. You, I will get even. You will pay me back. Somehow something has to get transferred back to me to even this thing out. Well, here's the hard truth, okay? There's some things you could never get back. Even if the person fully wanted to somehow pay you back, there's some things you'd never get back. Let me just give you a partial list. Time. Money. A relationship. Innocence. Reputation. An opportunity. There's some things that even if the person wanted to, there's some lines that have already been crossed we can't come back. There's some things that are gone. An opportunity is gone. A relationship is blown. Innocence is gone. All of these things have gotten messed up. And please get this. And, and we, what's, what's this series called? Forgiveness. No, no. Real life. Real life. Everybody say it. Real life. Real life. And so I, I, we may get a little hard here with some of these things, but we've got to talk about real life. We're sitting in church and y'all all look swell, but you've been hurt. You've had things happen in your life. People you trusted showed they were untrustworthy. You, you, you've had people unsuspecting in your own innocence, people who've hurt you in, in, in ways that have affected you or your whole life. People you didn't even know swooped into your life and did things, took things, said things, whatever. Opportunities that should have been yours got ruined. People broke in line in front of you. You, your family, other people have been hurt. Physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, whatever. People have been hurt. These things have happened. And we stand in this place of saying, somebody's got to make this right. And so we don't want to forgive Another reason we don't want to forgive is we're just concerned that God's going to go soft on them. Serious. I've dealt with that before. God, I don't. If I give them over to you, you're just going to forgive them and restore them. Bless them. And he said, you mean like I did for you? Yeah, like that. And yet we feel like if we hold on somehow, they're, they're having to pay. They're not. They're living rent-free in your head. And I don't even think about you. And yet you think, I got them, I got them pinned in. <laughs> you don't. And it's like they're just tracking all over the place. Something's got to happen here. If you pursue payback, it's futile. To sit and wait for an apology, you just set yourself up for more pain. To sit and wait for some kind of restitution, good luck. Um, last week, and I missed last Wednesday night, and I wasn't actually sick. I was overbaked. How many of you have been overbaked before? Just was 
pulling a lot of, lot of things, a lot of things, you know, have to take care of here, take care of here. And then some other, uh, other things. And then we had a family go through a, just a horrible tragedy in our, in our church family and walking through that with them and, and so forth. And, and it just, I was just emotionally, mentally spent, overbaked. So I didn't want to show up last Wednesday night crispy, you know, and just like turn in your Bibles and y'all just read something. May God bless the reading of his holy word. Let's go home. Yeah. I didn't didn't want to do that, you know? And so we got a great team. Pastor Mike did a, a fabulous job last week. Thank you again. We got a great team. But my, my son, Gabriel, he was not feeling good. He had some other stuff. And so I stayed home with him two days and he and I just kind of hung out and I'm resting and reading and doing some, doing some things. And he said, you mind if I watch TV? I said, that's fine. I said, you choose whatever you, so he's watching this stuff during the day and he watches great stuff. He watches history channel and he's got some funny shows he watches and you know, we're watching all this, but I was just amazed at the commercials. And during the day, the commercials are so much on if you were ever here or ever took this or ever did this, we're filing this suit and da, 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 da. And you're going to get some money. And where are you? And it's like, what? Everybody home during the day or they sitting feuding, fuming about something, you know, and it's just this mindset. But I'm telling you, believers, we have a better way to go here. Because if you're sitting, waiting for restitution, waiting for some payment, waiting for apology, whatever. And if or not that ever comes, here's the deal. You're going to have to forgive. Amen. You're going to have to forgive. So real quickly, and again, we're going to take several weeks on this. I want to give you three steps, three steps tonight. And I have to get to this on the first night so that you're not still in unforgiveness after tonight. I don't think I should do seven weeks on forgiveness and you're still bitter for seven weeks. Okay. All right. Cause remember we talked about on Sunday, you either are bitter or you're better. And we, we want y'all better. We want y'all better. Now, let me say this from the get go. Okay. Because of the terminology I'm going to use here for these three points. I am not giving legal advice. So the terms that I will use, we're going to have to do with some legal, legal things here because the whole idea of forgiveness has to do with that. Uh, I am not giving legal advice. So when I say a couple of things here, don't say, well, okay, well, I'll do that. You know, cause it may not be legally what you need to do. How many of you know that sometimes I have to give disclaimers and explain things extra? Okay. All right. Good. First thing is this. You need to charge, charge the defendant. Now that's the perpetrator. That's somebody you need to charge them. And that means you need to come up with what they did. Okay. Hear this. And you need to be specific. Okay. You need to be specific about this. Let me put it to you this way. General forgiveness does not heal specific hurts. General forgiveness does not heal specific hurts. So you need to be specific. I'm a chaplain with the sheriff's office. And sometimes uh, on a ride along, you know, they'll, they'll arrest somebody. And because of the way that person conducted themselves, they will add up all the charges. So it will not just be that they uh, 
had a hit and run. But also then they resisted arrest with violence. And they found a liter of cocaine and 20, 20 grams of marijuana and uh, possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. You see what I'm saying? And a, a felony fleeing and eluding. So they're not just going to say, Your Honor, he was bad <laughs> on Tuesday night. No, this and 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 this. And you need to get specific. Okay? Now, this is the hard part. Well, it's all hard. I told you, increase our faith. God help us. Identify exactly what was taken. Be specific. For example, and you don't have to say this to anybody. This is just you and God. Okay. Don't feel like I, I got to get with them and I got to do this. No, this is just you going through this, this process of forgiveness. They hurt my feelings. They hurt my body. They took my money. They ruined that opportunity. They damaged my self-esteem. You know, you need to go. They, that ruined my family. That ruined my holiday. That hurt me. That ruined this situation. You see what we're doing? We're adding up all the charges. Y'all here? Okay. How many of you know that you already could do that? Okay. And you think about those things. Here's the second part. And again, I am not giving legal advice. Second thing is this. Drop the charges. That's some sloppy writing right there, but I'm hurrying. Drop the charges. Everybody say drop the charges. Instead of pressing the charges, now we've charged them. We've listed them all. But now instead of pressing the charges, you drop the charges. Because of what forgiveness means. Here's what forgiveness says. Are you ready for this? This is how you know you've, you've forgiven. You owe me nothing. Remember a transaction that was out of balance? Well, the only way to balance that out, you owe me nothing. I want you to practice saying it. You owe me nothing. Now, some of y'all might need to go back into your high school yearbook. And find somebody, you, sorry, I drew a mustache and an eye patch on you. You owe me nothing. You you need to think about who they are. You owe me nothing. Now, listen to me, it's not a feeling. It is a decision. It is a statement. You decide to do this. You don't have to say a word to the perpetrator. Sometimes it's not even wise. Sometimes it's not even possible. Sometimes whoever hurts you, you don't know where they are. They could even be dead. You don't know. Maybe a lion ate them. Stop smiling about that. Yes. No. Wherever you are, you owe me nothing. It's hard to do. Now, again, general General forgiveness does not heal the specific pain. So you've got to be specific. And we've got this whole transaction that's out of kilter. And the only way it's going to be right 
is you're going to have to forgive. You dismiss the debt. You dismiss the debt. And I want you to say it again. You owe me nothing. Say it. That's why the disciples said, increase our faith. You're going to have to get God to help you with this. Now, here's the third part. And again, I'm not giving legal advice. Dismiss the case. Once you dismiss a case, you ready for this? It cannot be reopened. It's over. Everybody say it's over. I've had this happen before where I have charged the defendant, dropped the charges, said, you owe me nothing, dropped the case. And I've had people come to me years later, months later, whatever, and say, so what about them? Okay, that is so over. It's over. It's done. It's over. It's done. Practice that. It's over. It's done. Don't let somebody come back and say, let me handle the case for you. We're going to get him. And I'm not giving legal advice. This has nothing to do with legal. This has to do with you. This has to do with you. And if you're ever going to be free and if you're ever going to be healed. And let me tell you something. Hurt people hurt people. And what hurt people do is they tend to hurt people the way they were hurt. In whatever fashion they were hurt, that tends to be what they hurt other people with. You don't want to live your life being a hurt people when Jesus came to make you whole. Now, we're just starting all of this, but this is, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get the charges, drop the charges. It does you good to say it out loud. And you don't have to be in their presence, okay? You don't have to be in their presence. You just settle it and go, you owe me nothing. And it might be your spouse in the next room. You owe me nothing. Now, forgiveness is one issue. Trust is another issue. And trust has to be rebuilt. You can forgive a person, and that can happen quickly. Trust has to be rebuilt. That takes some time. Some boundaries have to happen. You're getting abused. You're in a, you're in a dangerous situation or whatever. Forgiveness is not just the cure-all for that. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. You be wise. You be smart. You get godly counsel and so forth. And we'll cover some of those other things as we go. I'm talking about you forgiving somebody so we can get this thing balanced out. You owe me nothing. You drop the case. Case is not going to be opened again. Now, forgiveness does not erase your memory. Don't you wish it would? We don't have a delete button. This is why this is a little more hard. Because even once you have forgiven, dropped the, you have dropped the charges, you have dismissed the case, guess what? You'll still remember. And you've got to learn this to get out of there. Get out of there. We're going to talk about this more and more and more. But the battlefield is the mind. And if you've got thoughts coming and I don't know what to do with them, I don't know what to do with them. Replace them. Your speech centers dominate your brain. Start saying something. Start singing something. Start quoting scripture. Can't come up with anything else? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. I mean, just (laughs) replace it. Start counting in Spanish. Get your speech centers going. But get that out of there. To remember is to replay. 
And when you replay something, you're going to feel the emotions again. You're going to get confused and you, you might try to open the case again, so to speak. To imagine is to preplay. So imagine, imagine this. Alicia gave me this quote earlier. Forgiving is not saying what happened was okay. And it is not excusing it, but it is allowing something new to grow in its place. And so don't just get stuck right there. Now, let me finish this up. You will need God to help you. Ask him. He will help you. Trust him. And here's the thing too. Here's the problem. We forgive somebody and then guess what they do? They do it again. So Peter said, so if my brother sins against me, how many times do I keep forgiving him? Seven? He didn't understand this whole thing. Jesus said, no, not seven. Seventy times seven. Now, he's not saying actually count up 490 times. He didn't say, you know, keep your little Palm Pilot, your little smartphone or whatever. He didn't say do that. The point is don't count. That's beyond keeping track. You just got to stay in this mode of forgiveness. I like to illustrate it this way. And I've used this illustration before. If you're at a picnic, a picnic, a wonderful picnic, you're surrounded by wonderful people. You got great food. It's a beautiful day. But all of a sudden gnats show up. And there's gnats around you and you swat them away. And then they're, they're around you again. How many of you have ever eaten gnats before? How many of you bite them? They're actually a little sweet. That's not my point. But you, how many of you have ever been in this situation before? All right, here's my question. How many times are we going to swat these gnats? Seven? As long as it takes. Because I'm staying for the picnic. Come on, I'm staying for the picnic. So we'll just stay, we'll just keep on doing it. Because there's a whole lot better things going on than just... The gnats. And they can totally ruin your picnic if you let them. Do all that you can do and just. So how many times am I going to do this? Seven? No. Just the whole time because I'm not, I'm not leaving the picnic. Now, let me illustrate something for you. I've got a bag here and it's prettier than I wanted. And it's full of just. These are all the things somebody did to hurt you. And there's a lot of them in there. And what we do typically is we have them hanging on a hook in our life. And y'all see that, all right? And this is us before we forgive. And we don't want to forgive them because we've been told, don't let them off the hook. But what you actually do when you forgive is you take them off your hook And you put them on God's hook. And you're now free. And God can deal with this person. In whatever way that he wants to. And sometimes he will spank their butt. And I'm sorry if you don't say butt. But there are worse words. Okay. (laughs) He'll deal with them. You don't know why they acted the way they acted. He does. You were on somebody else's hook and you got moved to God's hook before. You're not letting anybody off the hook. When you forgive them, you're actually just giving them over to God. You're saying, God, I trust you this much. 
And you're not saying that what they did was okay. You're not saying what they did was all right. What you're doing is you're giving yourself a gift. And you're saying, you don't know, you owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. And it is amazing what God will begin to do in your life. And listen to me and look at me. And I don't want to go into anything at all on this tonight. But I know what I'm talking about on this. And I'm telling you, this works. And over your lifetime, you're going to have situations like this. Just a few months ago, I had another, a, a, a situation. I thought, you got to be kidding me. You, this, what? And you know what? There's only one option. Right there. Give yourself the gift. Get them off of your hook. Get them over on God's hook. Get, get this transaction all worked out. You owe me nothing. And I'm telling you what, you will start to live in peace. You shut doors and windows that the enemy has been coming in and just trying to ruin and mess you up and keep you awake and make you bitter and your stomach turned inside out and everything else. You've been forgiven. And you must also forgive. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight? All right.